Matthew chapter 10, verses 26 through 33. So have no fear of them. For nothing is covered that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light. And what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father, but even the hairs on your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men will acknowledge, will, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God for Jeremy Brooks, who is across the table from me. And Jerry, another day in Matthew 10. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, another, Jesus is still kind of teaching on uh, this life of ministry. And, you know, it, it's cool to see because Jesus is preparing the church. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's he's got his eyes way down the track mm-hmm. um, past his resurrection because he knows that the day will come when he's no longer with them, but the spirit is with his church. And, um, and they're going to need courage. Mm-hmm. They're going to need wisdom. And they're just going to need comfort and reassurance. And that's really what a lot of today's passage is, is, you know, like, I just love this, like, are not two sparrows sold for a penny, like basically worthless. Mm-hmm. And yet God is even, he's, God is with them as they fall to the ground mm-hmm. dead. Right. And you are just so much more valuable than that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. fear not. I, mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Jerry, what, what, what are your thoughts on everything going on in today's passage? Yeah. I love your kind of intro there of like Jesus looking ahead to the church and that uh, I was just thinking about that. Like, you know, yesterday we, we talked about basically like how much more will, you know, the disciples of Jesus be maligned um, if, if they maligned him. Um, And, you know, when you think about Jesus's life, I don't always think about this way, but he is kind of like the object of persecution. He's the object of, of uh discussion he's the object of everything mm. and then when he's gone you know it shifts to his body right mm. that mm. that focal point of persecution and of anger and rage it's like it's not against him anymore it's against his people and so he's like no. he's he i mean it's kind of amazing to think that he's like speaking with such clarity into that moment like here and so yesterday of course we like you said emphasized the um kind of the expectation of suffering, yeah. Um, especially if they're faithful to to him and, and to his message, and mm. especially as they are wise um, as serpents and they're innocent as doves, you know, as they're they're living like their Lord and teaching like their Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's persecution to be expected, and so here though the emphasis seems to be this like uh, fear mm. situation and 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 assurance and comfort. You know, he's. Mm-hmm. He's assuring them that, like, I mean, it ends with a with a kind of a fearful note. It kind of starts with "Don't fear them," but in a sense, like, fear God. Yeah. <laughs> um, he talks about the denial of Jesus at the end here. Um, yeah. Like Jesus denying them, 
And so that's something I think we need to wrestle with a little bit and think about. But the overarching emphasis in this section is definitely like the father's care for them, his value of them, his protection of them, and the almost the uh, the foolishness of fearing mere people. Mm. Um, and so that's one thing I'm taking away from this. It's like, yeah, don't fear them. Fear him who can destroy your soul and your body in yeah. hell. And, and so it's a little bit of a logical you know, point that he's making. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not pure logic. He's getting to the heart of like God's genuine care and concern for them, which I imagine I've never been persecuted quite like <laughs> anything quite like the disciples. Yeah. Um, or in a lot of Christians in history, even like right now, I'm um, in different parts of the world. But I know that you can probably doubt, you know, does God really care for me? Mm. Um, is he really looking after me? Um, is it really worth being faithful? And so in those moments, I know that these words would be of great comfort. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. You know, fear, um, it, it's, it's a tough word because it's so broad. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it's, love. Like love. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, yeah, similar to love, like how you can like love little Ray and love your wife mm-hmm. and love your kids and like, you know, love like your phone case. <laughs> like those are all extremely different experiences yeah. with different implications and mm. whatnot that and benefits and whatever that come along with that relationship of love with whatever it is. So uh, fear is similar and, you know, we, we tend to think of fear only in like the negative sense of dread, right. um, dread or anxiety. Um, so, you know, dread being just like this, just heavy weight of like impending doom mm-hmm. or anxiety just being that like uh, paralyzing, crippling, uh, just nagging sense of fear. Um, but fear is actually like whether we acknowledge it or not, it's a healthy thing that we like teach our kids, you know, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Like mm-hmm. you, you try to teach your kids to be afraid of heights and to be afraid of sticking their hands in outlets right. yeah. and to be afraid of fire. Mm-hmm. Um, because what you're trying to uh, teach your kids in those moments is you're trying to teach them to recognize what will ruin them, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. uh, what will hurt them. And, this is so this whole idea of fearing God, it's like, oh, is that harsh? Like, do I do I not like that? You know, like is just being heavy handed? Well, no, because this is a freedom that leads to prospering. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, a child who like in a home setting, like for a kid to flourish and prosper in their home, it's because they know where it is safe to play mm-hmm. and they know what will hurt them. Mm-hmm. You know, if they don't understand the things that will hurt them, then they're not going to flourish in the setting that they're living in. Right. And so this is the whole idea of like the fear of the Lord. It's not just like, it's not a mere sense of like reverence, mm-hmm. but there is this recognition of, of that God is a mighty warrior and mm-hmm. that, that, you either, you know, throw yourself on his mercy or you align against him as an mm-hmm. enemy mm-hmm. and that he is an avenger, you know, and that he hates injustice. He mm-hmm. hates wickedness. He hates uh, people oppressing other people, you know, and the list goes on. And so to fear God is actually to, you know, see 
the source of all strength, of all justice, of all, you know, um, yeah, just power and might Mm -hmm. and to find, you know, to, to align yourself with him. And then the great news of the gospel is like, that's, you know, Christianity isn't the only religion with like a powerful deity, Mm -hmm. but that it's a deity that actually emptied himself, took on the form of a servant and died. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, bearing the just consequences of sinful men Mm -hmm. so that without any great merit, without a five-step list, without anything but faith, they can find not only power and might in him, but love and, you know, charity Mm -hmm. and kindness. Mm -hmm. And this is what, uh, you know, the Old Testament, Proverbs really just all of scripture points us to as the beginning of wisdom mm-hmm. so yeah. to rightly understand the world. It's you, you rightly understand that. Mm-hmm. And you can't help but think that Peter had this in mind when he denied Jesus mm. um, three times, no less. Come and, on. Um, but like you said, it's this, the whole narrative is this display of mm-hmm. that, the, the God who justly condemns us in our sin. And yet forgives our sin not by overlooking it but by justly paying the price for it um, yeah. taking the price on his own absorbing the debt yeah um absorbing the debt of denial uh and 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 that should like that redemption should motivate us you know to 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 see him for who he really is and i like the word you used earlier of like uh, fear aligns us with god Mm-hmm. Um, because one of the things I think a helpful way to think about fear is that it, it aligns us with real reality, mm-hmm. just with reality. Yeah. Fear aligns us with reality because like I, when you were talking about kids, you know, and touching fire and stuff like that, it just makes me think of my, you know, two and a half year old who loves to bring a chair into the kitchen, <laughs> climb up there and would like happily touch the blue flame. Uh, um, but it's so blue. It's I mean, so blue. It's cool. <laughs> and in a world where you're at the center of it, you think you can touch anything you want and you won't get hurt by it yeah. because it's like, it's, it's me world. It's my world. Yeah. It's Jerry's world. I'm just living Jerry's there. world. And, and so I'm going to, that'd be a great TV this. show. <laughs> that'll be our, our next thing. Yes. <laughs> after the book. <laughs> um, and so, but the reality is that fire is hot and like, no matter how much you want to disbelieve that it's not hot, it is hot every time you touch it. Mm. <laughs> I promise you, you yeah. t- pay, I'll, I will pay you a million dollars the day you touch it and it's not hot. <laughs> yeah. um, and and so the, the reality of things is that God is the only one who can throw body and soul into hell. Mm. Man can't do it. <laughs> yeah. And so fear has this beautiful ability to align us with reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, like you said, that's why it's the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how to live in a world where you're not at the center of it once you realize you're not at the center of it. Yeah. Um, and that's what fear does. Is it, it, it realigns you with the reality of who God is and where he stands. But uh, the story doesn't end there, right? This fear doesn't push you away from him. It actually draws you towards him. Absolutely. Um, and, and realizing that he is merciful and invites us into relationship with him. And so it's just, there's a million reasons not to fear men, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but to trust God instead. Absolutely. Yeah. And then a healthy fear allows you, it, like a healthy fear drives out all lesser fears. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
healthy fear does not create more anxieties, uh, but it it dispels weak, cheap fears. Yeah. You know, I I really like thinking of the Grand Canyon. Like, if you if you just have like an irrational fear of heights at the Grand Canyon, like mm-hmm. it's it's going to be a bad time. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to want to stand super far away. But if you actually understand like the healthy fear of like standing on the ledge of a cliff mm-hmm. and like not to do anything dumb, mm-hmm. you know, not to like try dance routine, yeah. but just you have like a wise fear of falling off the ledge that actually frees you up to like, hike and yeah. you know stand on the ledge and explore and it explore it yeah uh because you actually have like a right understanding of things mm-hmm. and that's what that's what we see play out with the apostles and you know he talks the opposite here is the fear of man don't fear those who can just kill the body but can't touch the soul mm-hmm. and you know so then when we get to acts we actually see the apostles um live this out right yeah and you know they they don't fear men they they accept uh, floggings, they accept martyrdom, mm-hmm. even just all the way into the point of death. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not because, you know, they saw the resurrected Jesus like in the flesh and that is what fueled that. And it's not because they had this like amazing, you know, spiritual Pentecost moment. It, it ultimately all comes down to they feared the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so you also, even though you haven't seen the resurrected Jesus in the body, even though you didn't see the tongues of fire at Pentecost, you too can have that same courage because you fear the Lord mm-hmm. and it drives out those lesser fears. Yeah. Amazing grace, right? Amazing grace. Yeah. Come on. Well, remember my heart to fear. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. I love it. Yeah. Um, that is a great line. Mm-hmm. It was grace that taught my heart to fear and all my fears relieved. Yep. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, just remember, it's Jerry's world, and we're all living in it. It's God's world. It's God's world. <laughs> um, man, well, for the great Jerry, Jeremy Brooks, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.